Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? The power of Colt 45. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to the Stabcast. I'm Ben, looking for droid love from FFG Fowler, with Ryan looking for range 2 that works Lawaski, and Will looking to apologize to anyone who will listen. Hi. Tim, still looking for a win. Hannon is off getting day drunk, allegedly at a wedding. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. He's just looking for an excuse to get day drunk. So. I mean, this is normally his excuse yeah. to get day drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, normally it would be this podcast. You'd get a little, little, little tipsy as we started. But. I mean, because we don't, Cal, we don't want sober, Tim. That's just angry. <laughs> well, if you ever noticed how towards the end of the episode, he gets more belligerent listener. Mm-hmm. He's working through things. Why. That's 100% why. <laughs> So to pull back the curtain a little bit, we spent about an hour in pre-talk, maybe an hour and a half. So Tim starts getting loaded up pretty quick. He treats mm-hmm. it as and, pre-gaming, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Does. And then he reaches a silent drunken phase, which is why he disappears in the middle of an episode, unless yep. he's directly talking, and then comes back belligerent and hard at the end. So, yeah, there's yeah. just a few yeah. raging comments he'll make towards the end, and then... Yeah. Usually directed at me. Usually. And then him and the wife watch a University of Tennessee football game, and it, it is, just gets angrier. There's yeah, more screaming the, involved. It's the best thing to listen to in the background. It's, it's quite it, good. It really is. Like, yeah, I love Tim's wife for that. I really do. It's 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 more fun. I would bug their house if I thought I could get away with it just to listen to how those games play. <laughs> well, so now that Tim has felt those bus tires, this week on the Stabcast, somebody tightened those news pipes. We got leaks, and then we play some games and talk about tables. I like games, I like tables, I like news. Ben, did you have any of those? Uh, all right, so work and school are back in a session. <laughs> I'm like 35 days from graduation. I'm close. I can so close I can taste it. And I definitely took a vacation. I was on fall break uh, two weeks ago. I definitely took that time. I needed it. So this week has been nothing but work and school. Uh, I did not go out Wednesday night because I had too much school work to do. But I did have a game to, that I played that I didn't talk about on the last podcast. And we're going to talk about it this week because I played against Patrick, the man who put Tim Hannon down this week so bad that Tim refused to come on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're like, Tim, we can record Friday night if, you, if you're busy Saturday. And he's like, uh, no, I don't want to come in. We're, we're pretty sure it's it's because Patrick beat him and, and he didn't want to beat talk about it. Beat the tar out of him. He yeah. is ashamed. He is. Now, so Patrick is a local, uh, sort mm-hmm. of local. He's like at 45, 50 minutes away. Um, right. But he's a former game store owner, so he yep. has played the 40 Hammers for years. He's a newspaper man. He's a local wrestling promoter. Yes, he's exactly that kind of guy you expect to see in a game shop. Yep. Um, super, super he's friends. Yeah. He's friends with perennial enemy of the podcast, Brandon. Uh, we love you, Brandon, but you know, stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Uh, wow, Ben. Patrick- for someone who hasn't showed up in a while, you're throwing a lot of shade. <laughs> Shows up once. He's tired of it all. Doing this. Easy to do it. Easy to do it. The COVID's got me down, man. COVID depression. Uh, Patrick loves Rebels. He, he really does. And so yeah, he, he took two ATRTs, an FD laser cannon, Leia, and a sorted core to play with. This was where I was playing that Dooku list. Um, with droids mm. and stabs. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this game I didn't play Dooku <laughs> at the tournament <laughs> that we were reporting on. Now, it's not because I lost Dooku. I didn't. Um, but Patrick put enough of a scare with me with the ATRTs, which I was pretty sure I was going to see a lot of at that tournament, 
right. to make me truly fear being able to get close enough with Dooku. All I wanted to do was flame you at that tournament, Ben. I know. I know that's all you wanted, and I refused to play a game against you. So <laughs> you, you did. Uh, why? You, you why had the was right that? Will, do, you, do you remember why that was? Why he didn't get to, to play a game against me or you? Well, I believe it's because we are matched based on wins, and Ben did mm. not do that. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's, oh, yeah. where, that's where I, I we're going to go here. I thought that's how that I mean, worked. Yeah, yeah. Continue, That's ben, why sorry. we didn't play Tim either. So this noise you hear, <laughs> listeners, is me rolling up my sleeves, because we're about to get dirty in here. <laughs> let's start early. Five minutes in. Let's go. Um, yeah, let's first. Clones, Brett, garbage man, garbage game. <laughs> that's why I failed to the first one. <laughs> and he didn't so even have flamers. So my game against Pat, he actually had flamer ATRTs. Ooh, he yes. did. No, no, that was one of the reasons why I was super worried. Glorious. So yes. I took my staps in. I took Burn them all, in, Patrick. Did lots of damage, but none of them died. <laughs> yeah, because ATRTs, and they're not even you know clone ATRTs, which are overpowered and surge and everything. They're regular ATRTs. They still didn't die, even with two stab approaches. I had to get Dooku in there to throw some dice at a thing to murder another thing. So mm-hmm. he did get to use his flamer against my staps. Which still okay. sucked because it was yeah, four black dice. Four black dice and, and nothing. Did to that kill out. a step? It did actually. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> because cover's gone because of the blast. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't moved yet, so I had no dodge tokens, and he got four hits. Well, three, you know, four white dice. Bleh, blanks, dead man. So lost a step on that for for those flamers. So those are still very scary, even if you don't have six or seven or eight models to throw dice against. Uh. Because of the approach, we were, we were actually playing Payload, which is my first Payload game. So that was I interesting. Push yeah. those carts. It's fun. Yeah, but pushing that cart directly at an FD laser cannon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be problematic. Hey, it gives you heavy cover. Don't forget. It it does give you heavy cover. but <laughs> And our entire game was about range control. Uh, mm-hmm. I I moved everything to the center just outside the FD laser cannon line. Uh, because of where he had to place it, he placed it a little bit back off the front of his deployment zone. So they gave me a little bit of extra space in there. And so he, I just waited for his cart to come at me, and we blew it up, and then destroyed the things he was taking at my cart. So that we, so like all payload games, no one actually played the game. We just shot at <laughs> nice. each other and hid behind our payloads. So <laughs> If I was on last episode, I would have told a great story about a payload game. Oh. Too bad I was dead. Too bad you were you dead. Were dead. Uh, but yeah, so payload was interesting. I, it is one of those things that I'm like, oh, we're not really going to play the objective, are we? We really, I mean, you can play the objective in payload, but it's mostly going to be a lot of murder ball. See, I, yeah. I like playing yeah. the objective on payload. I play the well, objective on payload because so. you're a clone player. Of course you yeah. do. <laughs> I can stand behind the heavy cover and still shoot you to death. Yeah, yeah, I can still throw 14 dice from behind this heavy cover. And not care about yours because, you know, I threw 14 dice. It's oh, cool. So now it's nine saves instead of 11. Exactly. I mean, but Patrick and I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I, once, So I lost all the staps. They're all gone. I had I had one stab that was running in the background, which I was going to take a run at the FD laser cannon uh, before <laughs> it died. I did manage to kill Leia pretty early. Um, had the snipers in the right position. She was out in the open, which is kind of hard for that, even though I didn't have Pierce because I didn't get the order token out to him. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, re- it really was. Dooku, I see the greatness in Dooku. I, I can't I can't stress that enough. So for those of you who are out there playing it, it's not that I hate you all for it. I really don't. It's just I'm so afraid of his death. I don't feel like I have the proper ability to protect him the way I need to because he really needs to be able to get close. And if the table isn't set right, it's going to set me back where I think Grievous survives a bit longer with the cards that he has. 
So, and two extra hit points. So, and two extra hit points. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, those I can still help. do. Yeah, I can. I can still do all the guardian shenanigans. I can still do the you know all those pieces esteemed leader if I need to. I know the Dooku theoretically gets more dodges because of you know um, force Reflex. reflexes, but yeah. I gotta go with him first. And normally that's definitely not a thing that I do with Grievous. Grievous is a last first kind of thing, so. Right. It's harder to adjust that play style. I appreciate Dooku for what he does. And if I ever get to the place where I think I have the right amount of points, I can definitely see myself wanting to play Dooku in something else as a leader type. But right now, I just don't have it. But it was a good game. Like I said, Patrick was good. I enjoyed ourselves. We enjoyed ourselves. Had muchos, muchos fun. And then who, he was the man who put Tim Hannon down. So for that, who, I got to give Patrick yeah, the... Yeah, who, uh, who won y'all's game? Like, oh, you I talked won about, the game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, about I running won the cards game. at each other, and I was like, well, how did that resolve? No, there's a piece in... It was... It's that electrical box that we have in our store that works yeah. in It's a great terrain the, piece. The fuse box that turned into a power transformer thing. Yes, exactly. Yes. So um, because it's, it's big and U-shaped, my droids were all over it, using it for heavy cover for a lot of stuff, but it'd be able to see mm-hmm. over it and around it. So my guy sat in the middle and shot anything that tried to come forward. Gotcha. Okay. And so his ATRTs aren't fast enough. Now, granted, I'm throwing white dice and praying for crits, and I got like one or two in there. Didn't you immobilize but both of them just outside of I flaming did. all your droids? I did. I broke the... Well, one Aww. I just murdered. The other one I managed to break his leg so he couldn't get close enough to flame me. Leg disabled. It was disabled. A, the, luckiest of, the luckiest of rolls for that. Because otherwise, it would have been like, well, I guess I roll to see if I get an extra action. Of course I do. Glad. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, breaking an ATRT's leg so it can't go forward to flame you is probably the best thing that could have happened to that game for me. Yep. So, I and that that, that really helps. Dooku so lived. So it was yeah, luck. I mean, he did, but yeah, <laughs> yes, it was blind luck. Um, I was going to win on points destroyed. Like I had blown up many, many things. So sure, he did have Luke operative that got real scary. Um, he got real close to me, yep. and so much so that I backed up. <laughs> <laughs> Range like, control. <clears throat> yeah, I took Duke the AI actually, shots when I had to, and then backed up because his well, his operative was on the opposite side of my Duke. Uh, like, we gotcha, weren't okay. get close. Yeah, so I say Duke's probably the best, uh, one of the best counters to op Luke. You know, yeah, gets rid of that oh, no, immune. And I was going to move my Duke to go take care of him, except those ATRTs were coming up my flank, and I had to go take care of those first. Yeah. So, but no, his his Luke came closer, and my my AI robots were like ah, they shot, uh, just threw dice at him, and then back up. So they could do it again later. So yeah, yeah, not dying to Luke's uh, laser stick is is pretty uh, pretty solid yeah. plan. So it's, it sounds yeah. like the difference between your two commanders is that Grievous is more likely to be panicked, but Dooku is more likely to be dead. So yes. <laughs> so those are your issues you have to deal with. Which I think plays true to both the television show and the movies. Yeah, because Grievous true. is always leaving the scene. Dooku's always having his head chopped off with scissors. So light or, scissors. Yeah, he got better. <laughs> <laughs> I think. So, yeah, so that I, uh, was my game from two weeks ago. It was good. So Ryan, awesome. but you actually played this week. You actually came out to the store, which was a big deal. Yeah, I uh, I made my my debut. Um, you know, COVID you numbers tall. here in the state uh, have not been doing better, but uh, playing at that event uh, got got the the itch going again, um, and I, I made my way back out. There were actually quite a few of us there. I think we had three games going plus uh, plus a an odd man out. Uh, yeah, we so had seven. Kudos to, kudos to Brandon. I hate that he had to drive as far as he did, but uh, got to get there early, man. Got to get there early for them table spaces. So yep. I got there with the man who arrived there first. Uh, he's not. Has he? Has he made? Has he gotten his title yet? Is he enemy of the podcast yet? Not yet. We haven't had the the votes. Okay. Yeah, we haven't called an official vote on Keith. We I haven't had the I, referendum. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I played Keith, um, the man, the man who got second at our tournament uh, a couple weeks or two weeks ago, and uh, he was the also at that same event the only other rebel player. Rebels and, OP, please nerf. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one Keith and two. has been uh, Keith when he first got into Legion. He's an old X Wing friend of ours. Go back and listen to our last episode for the story of how we met him. Um, he came and he played the learning game, and um, it was uh, it was pretty uh, pretty brutal. And we haven't played since. And since then, Keith's been in the gym. He's been lifting. He's been getting good, grinding out games. And so we uh, we set up a game, and we play on a table that, that Will got there a little before I did and set up. And Keith brought a rebel officer, Sabine, three naked core troopers, Clan Wren, uh, fully kitted, a duelist squad of Mandos, fully kitted, two Tauntauns, and R2-3PO. All right, so, what? All right, let's go and declare it. the vote now. I hate it. I I hate all of this. I enemy of the podcast. Done. It is said. It is all right. You, I, you you've gotten the two votes required from from Tim and Ben. What, I'm assuming after. All right, so I played a version of this list without the Tauntauns at that tournament, and it was very gross. If he had Leia in places where some points went, um, right. and it was gross. Clan Ren to be able to shoot those rockets on their approach is really really nasty. Sometimes, I mean. Against droids, it, it is all the time. Oh, you don't just uh, block yeah. them? Yeah. No, no, we don't block them at all, in fact. <laughs> oh, see, that's that's where you're, that's your problem. You should block yeah, them that, more. <laughs> it's big brain plays. Gross. So, all right. So that's that's Keith's grossness. What did you play? Yeah. Um, there's there's a few issues, I think, a little bit with this list, but we'll get into that. With this list and our turn zero, uh, I took, uh, I my goal tonight, or that night, was I wanted to see how Cassian and Luke command cards paired together i think they're rather quite strong together um i did decide to take op luke instead of commander luke so i had cassian k2 op luke um and f- everything on on op luke i i don't really run a, a, a op luke light uh three rebel troopers two of them with shotguns and one of them was just a four-man squad a set of vets with the heavy weapon and the emplacement gun and two snipers so, so I, was, I don't hate your list a lot, but I still hate it. Just a little why, hate. Uh, wh- why? Why? Just because it has uh, Op Luke? Op Luke and K2. The vet with emplacement, I probably would have replaced with that. But I mean, yeah. Um, no. So, all right. So, I'll tell you why I took the vet with the emplacement. So, I put a HQ uplink on K2. Okay. <laughs> I uh, infiltrated during deployment Cassian. Okay. And so, now I have three operative tokens. My emplacement becomes my commander token um, because it's also bravery too, just like Cassian. I took it so I could have the bravery. The other thing I can do with it is when I throw Luke's two pip that gives everybody with a face-up order a dodge token, I give one of the orders to my rebel vets, one of my orders to Luke, which passes an order to the emplacement trooper. I tap the HQ on K2 for an order on K2. And so then the Luke and Rebel Vets get dodge tokens from Luke's card, which also goes to K2 and the Emplacement Trooper. And then due to Defend and Teamwork, Cassian and the Rebel Vets get another dodge token. So I have off a two pip, six dodge tokens on the table. I just kind of blacked out during that and then heard six dodge tokens. I Yeah, I also believe I hate it. So... uh, (laughs) 
Uh, yes, Will, uh, is Ryan Ryan also an enemy of the podcast? Are we going to go ahead and vote that in? Yes, right now? his token stacks are indeed the problem. Um, <laughs> yes, my tokens that I cannot share. Uh, there are no other token problems in the game. It is rebels. Yeah, it would only be gross if clones weren't already doing that, right? All the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you so, imagine if if I wasn't breaking the game every time I played? What these things would be like. Uh, I, and we, you know, we had this conversation earlier that I, I would still be complaining about Tons if clones weren't currently the bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, or complaining about Aiden. <laughs> so oh, if we can, Aiden yeah, is Aiden, terrifying. Yeah. If yeah. So if we can, if we can put a put a pin in this for a second, I did while building this list have a rules question. Oh dear. With Cassian's two pip, where you get tokens equal to the amount of wounds you have, but you can only do it to a commander or an operative unit. If my Mark II is a commander, since it's able to take wounds, does it get the benefit of the card? It did not come up in this game. I'm just—I was just genuinely curious about that. I would assume so. I mean, take a look at it. Yep, 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 yep. Because it is your commander. It is. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Too. I mean, it's a—it's a super corner case. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that, that was my list. It was, uh, I think, Op Luke's card, or not classic Luke cards, and Cassian work really well together. And then I also really like Cassian's cards, uh, his two and his three pip with Op Luke, and really his three pip even with uh, Commander Luke as a, as a way to, to refresh those force powers up. Uh, but yeah, they, they played super well together. So we, uh, we set our tables. Keith had the bid, so we used Keith's battle deck, and Keith gets to pick Table Edge. There's a small soup can in the middle of the table. Um, is where it soup for your family? An objective is is probably going to go. Uh, if, it's a if, larger if than average an objective soup can, but okay. That has to go on the center point. It's going to be on top of a soup can. Um, Keith takes the table edge where we have this big square, um, like set of three craters that that's all mounted on this on this metal on this plastic square. And we declared it as area, light cover, difficult terrain. There's a couple other line of sight blockers and a bunch of uh, kind of boxes scattered about. But most of the other big heavy cover are just building type things. So Keith takes the, the side that is going to most likely have that piece of area light cover in his, uh, in his deployment zone. So we, we shuffle up, we deal out the battle cards... And after um, I wasn't used to red player, so I was I was waiting for Keith after I made my second veto to make another veto, and then he didn't, and I was very confused because um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played red player in God knows how long. Um, but we Thankfully ended we up don't get with a third veto. Re- recover the supplies, Limviz, disarray. What is it with you in these boxes, man? Well, no, I completely get it. As a Rebel player, boxes all day, every day. Well, he has, he has three jetpacks. I have none. You yeah. have um, one jump boy, don't you? I have Luke, yeah. um, but he's only jump one, not jump two. Not that it particularly I mean, mattered. But um, R2 can grab a box on his way to the deployment zone. So. <laughs> yes, he can, and that's a thing that happened. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Always. R2 is <laughs> a great box holder. I wasn't there to watch this game, so I'm very impressed that I called that. Yes. <laughs> so... The way the reason he pushed for for Limviz because I obviously am running three sniper Cassian and, and two strike teams. He's got Tauntauns, but Op Luke doesn't doesn't much care about Limviz. Like he's he's happy to have Limviz too. Right. Um. I get recover supplies, and I my last veto 
gives us disarray because I want that that piece of terrain. And dear listeners, if you haven't looked at it in a while, um, most of your your the blue players quote unquote safe corner where almost all of their deployment zones start uh, is flipped in disarray to where it goes to the red player. I didn't particularly want to play disarray with this list. Um, I did the but I wanted that piece of terrain because since we declared it area like cover, I'm like, I can I can get my Mark II in there. I had recon intel on my vets, so I can get him situated real nicely. Um, nice we start and cozy. De- we start deployments. We put the box, the center box on top of the soup can. Um, I put next to a much like a paint can, I put my one of my safe boxes uh, in the corner that I'm without that big piece of terrain near it. Um, and then I put the other one behind a, a small line of sight blocker near the, the big area piece of terrain in my deployment zone. Uh, Keith, and so I've got one near each of my two disarray corners. And Keith does the same thing. But Keith puts one coming out of his deployment zone on the long edge of the board. Um, and then his other... On the short board, a short edge of the board, um, on his other deployment zone, but very close to the table edge. Neither of these boxes had great cover around them, Ooh. and that's going to become a problem. Um, the way that uh, disarray kind of works, there wasn't a great way for him to be able to, since our deployment zones are so small, to box me off the middle for Cassian's infiltrate. So he pushed me a little ways off it, but I have recon intel on my Cassian. So I just drop him on the far side of the soup can and then walk him next to the box. And he's going to be pretty safe up there because we have disarray or we have limited viz. So I'll have a turn to to claim the box and situate myself wherever, wherever I really want to. So in, in my corner where I'm going to, to stack, I've got op Luke, two of my three rebel, troopers, my Mark II, and my vets. Leaving my other corner to have both of my snipers and one set of of rebel troopers with Cassian and K2 in the middle of the table. Across the short edge from my my clump of infantry with my Mark II and Op Luke goes double Tauntaun, an officer behind a line of sight blocker, and two of his three rebel uh, rebel troopers. And then the other side goes both sets of Mandos, Sabine, R2, and a set of rebel troopers. Huh. So he splits pretty evenly. I skew a little more to, to one side, but then I've also got the middle. Hmm. So I got to ask the question. Yeah. Did you place, I assume you placed Luke after the Tauntauns went down? So we were 10 and 10. Um I placed Luke was my last placement, and I was the red player, okay. so I got last deployment. Because I couldn't imagine there'd be a reason why I would want to put Tauntauns on the edge with Luke and then have all my really good units in melee on the opposite side of the table. Now, they can get there fast, but... So, so Keith, Keith and I talked a little bit about that afterwards, and he's like, yeah, I probably should have put my Tauntauns on the other side to avoid Luke, and I was like, you, you weren't going to avoid yeah. Luke. <laughs> like, yeah. Luke, has, Luke has one job, and that's to make sure these Tauntauns are not a factor. Right, um, and then see what else he can get done after that. But his main job is just to, to, because while tauntauns can't pick up boxes, they sure as hell can stop you from picking up boxes. Yeah, they can. <laughs> um, Ram right into you. Yep. yep. And you're dead. So, so we start playing on limbs. Um, 
Unless you're close. I have more scout, so I can get to my boxes faster. Um, I scout my both of my snipers right next to the box. Their first moves, because they come out of my bag pretty early, are just both of my snipers move adjacent to the box. I couldn't really cohede my back guys to hide them, but then I just moved to the box and stand by, since I was right next to it with scout, just just a you know a millimeter off it. Um. I then move my rebel troopers up to that same safe box where I don't really have a leader over there. They go right next to my snipers and stand by. Um, my Mark II gets out there, and I got my Mark II far enough forward with the scout off of my vets and the detachment keyword to where range two of it is just on the other side of his safe box's uh, base. So if he moves up to the box, I'm going to get a shot. Emplacement trooper... Aim, standby, limbiz. Seems good. Mm -hmm. He starts to get scared of all these standby tokens I'm setting up. And he brings out his Tauntauns, who he played push turn one to order. And he brings them out to give me, to kind of get them all covered up with dodge tokens, um, but give me something else to shoot at. um, So he can go and start to play the objective. And he does that on both sides of the table. When he when he can send his jetpack guys forward, instead of keeping them just out of range too, so he doesn't set my standby tokens off, he sends Sabine in to trigger two of my three standbys, and I only managed to get one wound through. Um, but it gives me tons of opportunities to shoot at Tauntauns. It gives me tons of opportunities to, to keep his box covered. And even though he was running into my standbys with tokens already on his on his guys and shields in Sabine's case, I think he, he got a little scared of Op Luke and all the things he could do. He didn't want to give me a turn to set up. But I think I got to spend five standbys that round. Yeah, in, instead of just sitting back and saying, you know what, we're going to spend round one to just set up and chill. Because he had his, his last activations on those Tauntauns. Like, he could have held them to, to the very end. Um, he brings his his Mando Duelist squad, sends them straight in for the middle uh, to try to contest Cassian. Um, Cassian, by the time his token comes out, they've already moved. So he gets shots off. K2 gets shots off to no damage. Uh, turn two, I've got them suppressed enough thanks to, to K2's gun that they jump up onto the soup can with Cassian but don't have an action left to attack. Um, Cassian punches them. His fist hurts. No one dies. Um, right. But then K2 gets into melee and starts throwing people off the soup can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just picking up jetpack boys and chucking them to the floor. Um and so where Cassian and K2 actually end up winning that fight, which was uh, which was very lucky for me. He th- uses explosions to clear off my two snipers and my trooper squad down there with the help of Sabine and Clan Ren. And then R2 just scoots down the, that side of the board, grabs that box, and goes into my disarray deployment zone and hides. But since he took one of my safe boxes, I had my Mark II overwatching his other safe box. And since he doesn't have any oomph over there outside of Tauntauns, I just have to stay alive and keep it safe from Rebel Troopers with no heavy weapons. Which is pretty easy to do with a set of vets and a Mark II when you've got uh, Luke cleaning up Tauntauns. And an infinite range, Cassian in the middle of the table to, to ping down Tauntauns when they're on one health. Um... 
so I think the the rest of the game kind of goes down. It it does end three to three, but points destroyed is is pretty heavily in my favor because Keith took my safe box, I took Keith's safe box. We both got one of our own safe boxes. I got the middle, and he got secret mission. Um, okay, but at the end of the game, he had I think four hit points on Clan Ren left, and R two three PO and a Rebel trooper that was hiding behind a box. While I think I had lost like three or four activations, um, it was a pretty bloody game early on. But once Luke gets going, and between K 2s pistol with suppressive and mind trick, anything that went for the middle of the board, I was keeping it to one action, um, which really helped. And I think it came down to Keith not putting his boxes as close as he could to himself, but not in defendable positions because that both of his boxes were in places where. There was there was no way he was going to be able to get cover, and between that and letting me spend all my standbys, letting my me spend all of my my resources and my planning that I had set up when he could have just sat outside range two and made a jump at the top of turn two, um, I think uh, gave me an, an early momentum lead, um, and uh, I ended up taking it. But it was it was a fun game. It was good to play with Keith. Um, dude knows what he's doing. We were done by eight o'clock. And wow. So we, we played, we set up, we played pretty quick and we were, you know, me and Keith are chatty. Um, it was a really fun game. Uh, had to make sure he knows who the best rebel player in town is. And, uh, <laughs> and I look, I look forward to, to the more. Um, but yeah, I was a little spooked to recover the supplies when he's got three jetpacks and I have none. Um, but infiltrates a, a cool keyword. Yeah. And I'll be real honest with Keith's list. I wouldn't have put, um, recover the supplies in there. Oh, he I wouldn't have enough. No, bombs. you, you do. You have you have Sab- you have Sabine and two Mandos. This is the one matchup that it's bad, but other times. Yeah, but but Keith is, Keith likes to play the destroyer game with those guys because Sabine and those Mandos. It's those three will go on a wrecking crew. Yeah, and oh just they wipe did off entire sides. I mean, so <laughs> they you did. don't have enough actions to grab boxes at the same time. Is what I'm saying. But I, I mean, I, he's he's still got eight activations with thumbs. I like, will the say only two that things I, they can't pick up are tauntauns. Three. I did play four, Keith on boxes and. I did beat him, but that's because it was his first game playing boxes, so he didn't mm. know that he wow. needed to focus more on grabbing them. He kind of sent like one Mando out and double moved to the box, which means I got a whole round to shoot it to death, and then he did the right. same things, and I shot that to death. So it was I think that was a learning experience for him, and now I think boxes is still really good with all those jetpacks. And yeah, speed and three. Recover the Supplies is, like rules-wise, it's not one of the most complicated games. Um, but recover the supplies takes a lot of actions to actually engage with yes. because you're yes. you're having to claim, you're having to move, you're having to get up to them instead of just like a KP or an intercept point where you're just kind of sitting next to it. Um, right. But it's great for when you play Imperials because they just hate it. Yeah. Right. And it's great when you're playing, you know, me and droids that don't have the actions to do it. Right. Um, exactly. Much more limited there. I mean, Landon so. almost won a game of intercept. Why aren't you as good as Landon? Well, no, intercept is fine because you can still get there. Oh, I meant they boxes. They have to move to it and pick up the box. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Ah, mistake. No, no. I played against Keith and picking up boxes, and it came down to the very last rolls. I mean, it was no. I mean, I it was competitive. It's just a lot harder. I feel. Hmm. I mean, because I, I played recover the supplies both as Imperial and Rebels, and I love it to death. I do. It's the one people hate the most because you sometimes you don't engage the shooting because you've got to go grab the boxes. Yeah, you've got so much other I mean, stuff to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have many other things to do. Oh, it's, it's why Tim I hates like it. it. I think he took it's his card and cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't matter because he never really uses his battle deck. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> As an 800-point player, he rarely will. Yeah. <laughs>
So I will say all both those lists, I hate. I mean, I love, but I also hate. Like a lot, there's a lot of hate in that, and I would hate that li- those lists more if clone players didn't exist. So, Will, <laughs> what did you do on Wednesday? So I can hate more on what it is you're about to tell me. Well, I played Scott. Now I love Scott, though. I love Scott. I do like so. Scott. And contrary to what Ryan says, Scott is good at the game. <laughs> yeah. Threw him under that bus last episode. You, wow. Yeah, you really yeah, did. Real hard. Yeah, you sure really did. did. Uh, I'll, I'll go over what Scott brought. He had his Imperials. Yes, yes. He had Iden with the big gun, droid, situational Ooh. awareness, Infernos with all the things, three shores with scopes, two mortars, Stormtrooper with the officer and a DLT, who was his commander the whole game because Iden infiltrated. I like it. Uh, then he also had two sniper teams. That list sounds super spooky. It, it was, really does. Like, yeah. I, I like the fact he didn't go with three mortars. I still think three mortars is always the bad plan. Right. Um, but, but I do like the three uh, shores and scopes. And, it's yeah. a solid gun line. And then you have Aiden and Inferno is creeping from somewhere, which we'll get mm-hmm. to. That definitely happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was playing clones, so it was BS. Yes, <sighs> yes. Yes. Yep, let's just let it out. Here we go. Uh, I had Obi-Wan with push, reflex, and situational. Okay. I had R2 and 3PO. Of course you did. Padme with strict orders. Yep. Two phase twos with Z6s and situational. Two naked phase ones. Full arc team with fives and situational. And then a strike team with Echo. I'm... I'm just going to mute my microphone. I'm going to walk sure. away for a little Dear while. Dear listeners, we'll, if let, you can let, do we'll, me a we'll favor and and go back through the annals of, of time when Phase 2 started kind of popping up and Will was like, yeah, but I don't really like the naked Phase 1s just in the back line. I did <laughs> I say I that. I really feel like everyone needs a heavy weapon because that was a conversation we had. And then I realized I'm wrong and people can change. <laughs> this is true. This is all very, very true, but what? Ugh, Un- unlike what, Tim, ugh. I'm willing to say I was wrong in the past, and this is much better. <laughs> I, I want to strong vomit right now. I mean, Obi-Wan was situational, Two-Phase 2 was situational, full art team was situational. I'm, I'm just happy like, to see Obi-Wan on the table. Like, let's, yeah. let's give Will a little I mean, credit here. It's not right. Rex. Everyone didn't scout to the middle of the table. Because if it had been Rex, not... it would have been two more Phase 2s. You're right. Exactly. You're yeah. right. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Obi-Wan spending Padme's dodges is... Is fine and fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we live in a fallen world. We fallen world. <laughs> we've known this. Uh, we played hostage, hemmed in minefield. I was the red God, player, and you get and you get to play hostage. Yes, as red player, and hostage almost did Scott better than me. We were playing on this interesting mm. table he brought with him, and yeah, it was. Oh, I love the this. pictures of this table. Okay, I, you've yeah, seen I it. I was really kind of sad. Yes, okay. I didn't get to see this live. Awesome, because. Uh, yeah, he, he posted something on Facebook and then posted a link to the thing. Oh, it looks so good. I hope you took pictures to post on the Instagram because I really want our uh, there's definitely There's definitely one that I'll post to the Instagram where it's uh, he, he had these conveyor belts set up to look like a B1 droid factory. And I could tell he loved setting it up where he had the, the conveyors going down towards this uh, big box container conveyor looking yeah. crane. So that way he's like... You know, the droids are being assembled going down and then they go down here into the containers where they're taken away to kill more innocent people. And, you know, so it was really cool so and thematic. It's, it's all like MDF cut wood. Yes. Um, Except the crane thing at the back was made of this this stuff you buy that's pre-printed cardboard and you kind of fold it into a terrain piece so it shows up already kind of, you don't have to paint it. 
But his conveyors had like crane arms on them that were all multiple pieces, and like the yes. amount of time that it took had to have taken to assemble and put all this together. Like I want to say Scott set that table up and tore it down for maybe about the same time it took y'all to play that game. Like it was, uh, it was like intricate counting was counting round it. trip. Yeah, probably he, took him uh, an hour total to build and take it down. Yeah. Like he, but he was uh, also like taking each one out and being like, "Check this out," and we're like, "Oh, that's yeah, cool. oh yeah," as as Scott does, which yeah. is which is why we love him. He, right, he is Scott, the Scott's guru a train man. Yeah, yeah, Scott's a train man to, from the from from the old the old days, and so he he brings a lot of that to this hobby. I've been to his house and his his uh oh he's he has a really nice setup. He even brought uh, like Lego B ones to put on the conveyor. Oh uh, yeah, they were hilarious. awesome. We used a set of them as like a barricade because they were like <laughs> they were they were folded over in the like B one shipping pose, I suppose. And then so that way that was where R two hid to survive the game. But uh, <laughs> hang up. So before we did, was any of it motorized? Because Scott loves to put a motor on a thing. Uh, it was not motorized that I saw. <sighs> not yet. Okay. No lights. Okay. No motor. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's really the keyword. Not yet. But uh, yeah, here I am complimenting Scott's terrain pieces that he made. <laughs> That's anyway, a, that's a deep cut. That's a deep, that's a deep, deep cut. Two and a half year cut. We we played a very close game. We played a very close game. Obi Wan died on turn two, despite having seven dodges over the time of that. And it just I I underestimated the gun line. I was like, light cover is probably okay. And then Scott's like, every gun fire on that man. And he still nearly survived to turn three, which would have been very bad for Scott. Um, he he had set up this gun line behind a conveyor belt, and then. Aiden and Inferno is kind of deployed in this spot where I couldn't see them, but they were definitely going to come around and threaten my back. So it was just kind of get the hostage and R2 and clench, basically. Because I, just because of the setup, I couldn't really outshoot him. I, I had one phase two squad that dealt some damage and killed probably a, they killed a shore squad and then Echo picked off some models, but it was it was odd for me because I was kind of on the back foot offensively. Mm. I was able to deal with his snipers with my arc team, but that meant they weren't yeah. killing Infernos. Although they, they got one good shot at the Infernos, and I think Scott had to roll seven defense dice on his squad there and rolled six blocks and a surge, which he spent his one surge token on, so they took no damage. <laughs> And I was like, all right, not shooting that anymore. That, that's, that's, how that, that that's, feels, that's it. Will. That's how that feels. <laughs> it, it feels odd. I don't like it. Uh-huh. Is this what it's like I, for you normals? Yes. This is what it's like for us normies. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not sorry, but wow. <laughs> I don't want to be you. <laughs> yes. I'm glad I'm not you. I <laughs> Cries and rebel. Yeah. But uh, Scott definitely had me on kill points if he had managed to kill either R2 or the squad holding my hostage. And it came right down to round six, a couple defense rolls and attack rolls. I I used some shenanigans to have Echo's strike team run up next to R2 to protect him from getting shot more than once. So I I used my broken R2-D2 unit to make sure I won the game, essentially. But uh, it it was a great game. I, I enjoyed the terrain setup. It was great to see it, like... It's always fun to play on interesting maps. And uh, Scott had a lot of questions at the end of the game, and most of them were just about his table setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that'd be a great topic to discuss today on our show. I know. It's almost like we, ha- we have one of these. Yeah. 
It will be. So, but first, check out the Instagram where Will's going to post a photo of that fantastic table. I, From what I saw on the Facebook post, it looked really good. We had great responses yeah. to the Instagram and the Facebook uh, stuff that we posted this past week um, for our, our last episode. I know part of it is everyone's inside and not going to real tournaments to see their own. But it is nice to see real painted models on tables right. being shot at. It is. Um, yep. it, yeah. it, it really is. So check us out on the Instagram. We are at SW Stabcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Rate us on the iTunes and subscribe on the Spotify. And uh, as always, keep listening where you're listening. We appreciate you. Indeed. Uh, you can find us all on the Legion Discord with Stabcast, whatever our name is. Uh, ping us if you want us to see it. I tend to, to hang out in the LVO chat if you want me to see anything. Um, I don't know where these two losers can be found at. Tim can be found everywhere. He's the, yeah. he's the social butterfly of the group. If, uh, if you, if you I, tag us, we'll respond. We just don't like watch it all day. I hang out in Leech in general, but y'all post so much that I catch the 45 minutes I have time to look at the thing. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. Check it again and it's like 110 new posts since you last checked. Right? And it's just like, Goodbye, uh, scroll to the bottom, I suppose. <laughs> y'all See what we chatty. said y'all last chatty. chatty. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, of us have to work for a living, Noah. <laughs> yeah, like me. I know. Proud of you, Will. Does that feel weird, Will? Joining us, Normie's there. Ugh. All right, okay. good talk. You guys can send us an email at swstabcast at gmail.com. You know, tell us what you want us to talk about. L- horrible lists you want Ben to play. Um, those always go over <laughs> oh so well. Uh, and we got, uh, we got some correspondence, didn't we, didn't we Ben? We did, actually. So you know that we have a strong Australian following because There's I There's at them. least three of you. There's and you're very talkative, which we appreciate. <laughs> we, we, we love you guys. Um, but yeah, but Colkey sent me this message because they, after hearing that we were having a tournament, it's like, you know what? We will not be outdone by those Knox Villians. Australia is having their first official open event in defiance of official guidance from, from the nation. Um, <laughs> so they're having a Halloween party October the 31st in Perth. Our state capital. Perth? Um, yeah, in Perth. Perth. And now they all turned it off. How do we pronounce this in Australian? Perth? Perth? Perth. Perth? Um, and, then, so, <laughs> and then again in, in Albany. You mean Albany? So I, yeah. So I love Colkey, and he, he put in parentheses a lot of things to describe. <laughs> he did. In case we couldn't pronounce it or in case we didn't know what it was. Albany. So... so just remind everybody that I have three graduate. I have three degrees working on my second graduate degree. I understand that Perth is a capital. Um, but. And, I, and I was actually born in Albany, Georgia. Um, Georgia? But I was <laughs> But Ben, I'm they actually, don't speak I, English. They speak Australian. They do speak Australian. So that is always. Where well, there's a like problem. a Maccas and a, and a doodly doo. I mean, we're from the South. They, they go down to, they go down to the Rogers and go to See, everyone thinks like Sydney, except they don't realize that is the East Coast. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of, well, actually, well there's not a whole bunch of stuff Sydney. in the middle. It's just desert in the middle. But then you have Perth on the Western Coast there. <laughs> I do love the West Coast. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. So, October 31st, Halloween tournament in Perth. And then November 21st-ish, question mark. Oh, do they not celebrate Thanksgiving over there? Oh, that's sad. Why would Come they? On, Australia. It's a great holiday. Well, I'm just saying it's a great holiday. Canada celebrates it. Um, we've heard that Quino, uh, Bob Quinn, is the destroyer of Tim, is the favorite for both of those tournaments. And I will yes. always support anyone who destroys Tim on a regular basis. Oh, always. Yep. Always. So, yeah. But I'm glad to hear you know, people are trying to get out and actually have tournaments. I understand the concern. Don't worry. We all wore face masks. We hand sanitized yep. quite a bit at ours. There's yep. still concern out there, absolutely. 
But, you know, it has been such a long time since we got to real tournaments. We were happy to have ours here. So good so, luck to all of you in Australia yeah. who go against the Queen O because, you know, that man is dangerous. So, probably my favorite tradition that came out of our, our tournament that we played a couple weeks ago was instead of getting mad and putting dice in like a dice jail or for being bad, now I just sanitize them. <laughs> I, just, I have my little alcohol-free spray spray hand sanitizer. I'm like, sanitize those dice. Get that, get that crap out of here. And so, yeah, stay safe <laughs> if you guys are going to in-person events. Um, purify your dice. Precautions. Yes. Or yep. purify your dice in fire, which is what Tim probably needs to do. Right, right. Probably so. It's definitely what I need to do. My, yeah. Does that mean putting them in the toaster? No, I mean burning them and buying new. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Sci-Fi had some Immolation. dice packs. Immolation. So. <laughs> Still working. So uh, The news. The news. The news. Actually, well, the news. It wasn't official news. It was yeah, background yeah. news. It was Brazil plumbing drip, news. Drip, you know, there was a drip, leak. Drip. Had to bring in a plumber. Yeah, FFG so needs to bring that wrench. there's a stuff that we don't know a lot about. Nope. And it's in German. So Yes. Yeah. Now, the Google Translate app was super handy on this. I'll be real honest. You take that screenshot, it translates everything for you. Uh, but Technology. it looks really, really official. Magical. I'm awfully sure this is the real deal. It has model layouts on how to build the thing. Yeah. So this looks like the real thing, just a German leak. But yeah. Oh. So we got we got to see the insert that goes in for Maul and Anakin. You got to see the many ways you can arrange the models and then all the keywords that are there because they show up in a little rules thing, right. as well as a list of what the cards are. But of course, all in German. So a lot of this is translated, but it mostly works. Yeah, most of it's pretty direct. Yeah, I mean, or you can figure out what it is in Star Wars quotes, like most of his command cards. So, right, go go ahead, Will, make me sad again. All what right, is Anakin going to have? Let's go down this trip. <laughs> uh, remember, one hundred sixty points. Uh, first, we'll start with his command cards, since we don't know what they'll do, but the names are fun. We have a one pip. This is where the fun begins. Oh, look at young Anakin being all peppy and like wee. No, no, no. This that's is where the fun begins. I want to say that's from episode a, uh, three. Yeah, it's an episode three quote. It's when they're oh, in the spaceships. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when but I mean, assault, assaulting uh, Grievous's flagship. It's before yeah, the scissors happens fun, to Dooku. But this is, so that's the first four and a half minutes of the movie where he's still young and peppy. Oh, yeah. Has I, murdered no, the I thought you were talking about like <laughs> let's try spinning. That's a neat trick. Anakin. No, no, no. I was talking like Clone Wars fun. I sure, mean, sure. Gotcha. Like in gotcha, season seven okay. of Clone Wars, he's like, yeah, we do this stuff all the time. Assault a bridge from nowhere. Like you know, commit <laughs> war crimes by pretending to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have his two pip. You underestimate my power. I yeah. gonna can I can I make a hot take just based on that name alone? What's up? Uh, it's gonna generate tokens. Just gonna Ooh. go ahead and take a hot <laughs> yeah. guess. Well, and then we have his three pip. We know about here are the Clone Wars, which gives him exemplar and all the things. A reliable two stuff like that. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, I believe the dev said something about all of those will give him some sort of keyword. It was right. his design, yes, so he's getting. He's give a, give a keyword. He's get, they're all permanent upgrades to Anakin as well, and then his flaw card, not a story the Jedi would tell you, which for for so, meme quality is pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, for meme right. quality yeah. alone. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't wait to play. Have my opponent say, "Have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" <laughs> as he does something awful to Anakin. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do every time. So yep. I'm ready for it. Yeah, uh, he's going to come with some upgrades. Mostly force stuff, anger, choke, barrier. Barrier is one we're not sure about. It could be a mistranslation or a new card. Force barrier. Yep. German a is a 
German is a language. I couldn't find a German version of force push. Like I kept looking for Google images to find me that just to see if that wording was the same, and I couldn't. So I don't know if my Google foo is weak today. Sure, uh, but it let's, could be a new uh, card. Let's say it's a let's say it's a new card. Okay, it, it shows what, up both here and in mall. So yeah, maybe it what gives you, you a shield. Hot, hot take time. What do you think it does? Gives you a shield. Bear. Yeah, it gives you a shield. Hmm. It, it's that is that ability where you know you shoot lightning, but then I absorb your lightning. Um, okay. Do you think it's maybe like a tappable? You get surge defense for this attack. Maybe. Maybe. But it's I mean, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's shield one. If it's a force power, I think it's like tap to gain a shield token, and then once it's yeah. gone, it's gone. Interesting. That'd be cool. All right. That's, yeah, I'm kind of with Will on this one. I think it's going to be maybe, much more short term. Maybe it has an yeah, X I've, instead of yeah, a tap. exhaust because of Master of the Force. I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't have it where they can just get a shield token every turn off of Master of the Force and stuff. Or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do. Like this game. <laughs> well, it depends because, you know, I use force reflexes a lot. I like mm-hmm. to use force choke and like to use force push. I mean, that's, it'd have to. Well, and shields it, don't work in melee. It's much more situational. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's we'll also, see. we do have to point out, Anakin is coming with two dark side powers. He is. He is. So I think that. that presented without know. commentary. Yeah, presented without commentary, but uh, anger force anger and force infers, choke definitely infers some things. I can't wait to choke people with my Republic faction. Just yeah. what I needed. What's that thing that might kill a clone? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that choke is a card you're going to reliably take on Anakin. I could be probably wrong. not. We'll see. Just like it feels very but few places really only Dooku. It'll be that one place where you do that's going to surprise a lot of your opponents in the later game when they're all playing clone against clone. Um, if only yeah, I got loadout. Get... <laughs> rat. <laughs> and we don't know how many how many slots he has. So, and uh, has We actually two... have to say that all of his upgrades, they're all dark side. It's fear, choke, anger. And then offensive, defensive stance is the only thing that seems kind of neutral. Right. Yeah. And, and we whatever know force what barrier does. offensive stance does, but we don't know what def- we can assume defensive stance is. A Similar. Yeah. 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 Uh, so those are those are the upgrades. And then the rules that are explained, it doesn't mean they're all on his card. It probably means they're all on his command cards and himself. Uh, yeah. Or his little his little printout that, that we have. Right. Um, so... From the, the rules that are being explained are Master of the Force 1, Exemplar, yes. Relentless, Reliable 2, Flaws, Expend. Will's being cool because he's trying not to do this in alphabetical order because he wants to save this last one for me to complain yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> Will, what keyword probably appears on one of his command cards that I'm going to have a small conniption over? Uh, it might be Outmaneuver. For the love of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it so saves me two points. That way he doesn't points. have to equip essay. <laughs> I can use my training slot on other things if he has one, which he probably does. It, which we're pretty sure he does because there's a card that we haven't talked about. It's called Seize the Initiative. Yes. Yep. And we're pretty sure that's what the expend is going to be on unless Force Bear is an expend one. Um, Might be. So, and again, just from what the title, it sounds like it's a way to seize the initiative, um, either to take a pip or- <laughs> Great you know, call. Yeah. Something in that line. So maybe it's a training yeah. slot upgrade. Uh, so we don't I really did, know. When we saw this, I did a little digging. And if we go back to Imperial Assault, there was a card. It wasn't quite called seize the initiative. I think it was just called take initiative, where you could not activate one of your units to take initiative for the turn. Um, obviously I don't know that it would be that extreme where you just flip your order token down and, uh, 
and get to take initiative. But uh, we do have a a precedent in FFG for uh, for you know nullifying the pips of of cards being played. We do. So and, that's gonna gonna make things real spooky real fast. Yeah, and I I do I do wonder about it. It's a little worrisome when we start playing with that kind of game because as a fundamental change, and, and Hans always had the zero pip, but mm-hmm. it basically kind of like a one pip. So it got to trump it. And we have cunning on other commanders, right? But that sees the initiative shows up in this box. It shows up in the mall box. It shows up in the clone specialist box. So so it's the new it, thing. It's the new thing, which definitely sounds like it's going to be an upgrade of sorts. It could be Glad a commander it's a cool only thing upgrade. that I won't have access to. <laughs> exactly. hey, maybe one day you'll get a release. I mean, and I don't think it could be a command so. only because it shows up on Maul and he's not a commander. I mean, right. I have operatives with command slots, but you mean <laughs> commander only? I see. Oh, will. Oh, oh, will. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I do. I Isn't do it funny like how I, he has operatives with command slots and I have commanders without command slots. This game is so much fun. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have one without those. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, one of the things we did find out from the weakness card, the flaw card, is that it you only get to play it once. It only has an effect for that round. Yeah, it does right. go away. And then it goes away. So I hope that whatever it does is real good. I, Gives I you really three do. suppression. That That's what I'm deeply afraid of. It's only three <laughs> suppression, and we just move on with our lives. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, for a 160-point base, which was confirmed yeah. by Dev, yeah. and yep. you get to add these these keywords to him, by turn three, if you just played all of Anakin's cards, which you yeah. probably three pip, two pip, one pip, uh, that's which gross. I, I think we're um, going to imagine that outmaneuver, relentless, reliable two are going to be the, the keywords that are given. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe maybe master of the force, and he always has relentless because lots of stick people either have charge or relentless on right. there. Does that mean he'll have a ranged attack printed if they gave him relentless? Though I'm going to imagine so. Yeah. Um, force throw or something. Mis- they they learned their mistake with with Vader and Luke. Yeah. Uh, well, really, just Vader, but uh, right. I I would guess so. I yeah. But I'm assuming a lot of these can, will come with with his actual command cards, and that's that's real gross. Yeah, I <laughs> I think it's odd that there's no rules blurb about a you know uh, what's his Maka- not Makashi whatever his uh his like, mastery is yeah his mastery yeah. keyword. But I guess that's usually explained in full on the card, like Obi Wan's and Dooku's right. are. Yeah, it is normally explained in the card. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Looks like we'll looks see. like all cool stuff though for yeah to get definitely. Rid of yeah, absolutely. So let's, and let's go over things for uh, for for Will to get mad at. Ooh, uh, the ball. Yeah. I don't know that I care. <laughs> <That's really laughs> oh, oh. So we know Maul's going to be about one sixty, same same as Anakin here. Yeah. yeah well, and they so, said he is going to be one hundred sixty points. Yep. Yeah. And so it's one again. I have a one hundred seventy five point commander and this you know operative. That's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, but for me. you're getting this either at the same time or shortly thereafter. I'll, you're going to get a. Uh, Bell bottoms. I'll believe it when that box is in my hand. So. I know, I know. <laughs> Says all the clone players who can't get their arcs right now because they sank to the bottom of the sea. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do get the cooler command card titles. I do like mine. Uh, Duel of the Fates, Phantom Menace, and finally. <laughs> exactly. Still the best duel, still the best music. The movie was terrible. I'll make the flute recorder come back for Duel of the Fates oh. if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um, 
The upgrades that come in my box are Seize the Initiative, Force Barrier, and Comms Jammer. Ooh. Now, we know the Comms Jammer have to be going on his robots, because I doubt it's going on him himself. <laughs> which, would be, which would be really cool. Because like, you, get, you get two of them in a group, right? At least um, two of them? No, I think it's one per. Are they tiny? Um, so here's here's why I don't think that's the case. I could be wrong. Um, because there's three, you get three models for them, but I think you only get one token. You, I don't believe that to be if true. We look, um, okay, if we look at the contents of the box, I'm pretty sure it's just one token. I but will. Bo- I'll spend some time in the next minute taking a look yep. at that. But I think in the image it said three cards for each of those, which is why I'm saying. Okay, that. cool. Um, yeah, that, that's that's why I'm saying that. But I'll take a look here in just a minute. Uh, so yeah, and mostly because his robots actually look really interesting. They do a yeah. very very cool thing. Um, and that is, it looks to be like they give observation tokens. And so we got a rule for the observation token. We don't is, know how they give them, whether it's an action no. or something they just do. But we right. do know what the token now does. So you place an observation token on an enemy unit. And the attacker can spend observation tokens belonging to the defender to reroll an attack die for each token spent. And oh. then you discard observation markers at the end of the round. That's so, so cool. I love the idea. It is an aim token on a thing I probably want to shoot at anyway. Yeah. So I don't you're, have to take an aim for the unit. Yeah. That's and especially for your faction, that's that's yes. super cool. I Absolutely. Think, I think every faction eventually will probably get access in some way, shape, or form to this. Um, Pretty sure. But uh but yeah, no, I, I actually really like that mechanic. Marking marking units out to be to be picked off later. Um does mean you're gonna have to activate your non shooting bang units earlier in the round theoretically if it happens if they pass tokens out at the activation or not during the command phase um which would be weird if they did but who knows who knows um it's so what i what i find particularly interesting um is the uh infiltrate and incognito are rules on his sheet so right. problem means Maul is infiltrating. I don't know if the droids are going to be incognito or if Maul is going to be incognito. I hope Maul's not. I, I would imagine it's going to be the droids, but maybe both. Who knows? Um, yeah. That that I think, I like I said, it could hopefully not both. But if it is, oh, so <laughs> <laughs> You did get, so we, during our, our, our pre-show here, we did get Ben to rant about how K2 and... Uh, Incognito is a, apparently a problem. Um, it's not a huge problem, but it's definitely all those a all problem. those abusive it's, K2 players out there right now. It's less, <laughs> it's less that it's abusive. It's just kind of a, a mechanic that I don't think Ben and I like. It's, we remember awesome. we remember X-wing ships that are just like, no, you can't shoot me. We and, yeah, <laughs> and that always just feels weird. It, yeah, but I our, guess the the difference is though, you have nine other activations to shoot at other than K two instead of just two in X Wing. Unless like unless they're all hidden behind buildings. But yeah. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that it feels very it it is very thematic. I don't know how well it plays. Does that make sense? No, oh, I I love it. It's great. Yeah. Well, I know you do. I mean, yeah, yeah, but no, even I love the I love the mechanic, and even if if and when other factions get it, it's gonna be it's gonna work well. Now, if Maul has oh. it and we can't attack super spooky lightsaber man until he's at range one of us, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, that's a big old problem. 
So I will say the uh, the little robots that come with them, the DRK-1 Sith uh, probe droids, it only has one unit card in the pack. So yeah, it looks like all three models will go with the one unit card. Which honestly, if they do have a comm slot for comms jammer, that's great. Yeah, you can spread them out. That way you can you can sp- spread them out. Yep. Yeah, I. it is interesting. Um, so we're, you're going to get three observation tokens inside the pack as well. So Any uh, any real surprises here? Um, I mean, uh, Jedi no, Hunter, I mean, no one is so. shocked by. No, not at all. Uh, Detachment Maul for those those little droids, I also kind of love. Unfortunately, yep. it means that you, you have to play Maul. You, we, unless, until we get other recon droids, which I think we right. definitely will. Uh, it looks like um, you'll have a well, divulge think, card, which is kind of interesting. I think you get a, one in your uh, in your specialist pack, Ben. I think they said that yeah, on we the Gen Con stream. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So. We, we do. Because they don't get something else. Although we didn't need a, a comms unit. That's why. Yep. Um. Yeah, so, and, and then, so we also, one of those cards will divulge, I assume is what's going to give us the infiltrate. Um, right, So we, we, we get that rules explanation, so. No, oh, like is, I said, I... Is he going to have secret mission on something? No, because that would be in the rules, so. That's that probably, true. Yeah, probably, since no other CIS release has had it yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And this go, kind of goes back to our conversation card. last week about secret mission versus bounty. And I would love to have a unit with in the CIS with secret mission. I really would. I mean, if anybody was yeah. going to do it, I think it would be the Phantom Menace, but I guess not. You. Yeah. I you would also think that. But yes. <laughs> maybe maybe but Bellbottom Bro. I think bro under that same it. logic, what was his secret mission? Uh, track down the Jedi and kill them to death. Yeah, so you could there could be an argument to give him bounty as well. <laughs> That's true. That's it was true. also intimidate the other uh well, I guess they weren't separatists yet, but the trade federation leader guys so that's not really very sick i don't know never mind me but but we got uh we got some concrete leaks on these guys yeah i think i think maul looks looks really really sweet really cool and the clone specialist we got i mean we got the same kind of leaks and i can go go to the german and translate in the google translate mostly it's the it's a picture of how to put the models together but we kind of knew that what was coming we knew that we were going to have a clone specialist who was going to heal and be able to shoot was only going to get to heal once um, we know that there's going to be a beam weapon because that rule was explained. So one of these specialists will, will add a beam weapon. I to think you. it's a command card rather than a specialist. Oh, interesting. Because the, the two pip is called air support, which I think is going to be the idea is LAAT gunships with their beam turrets are going to shoot something. Yeah, right. none of these, none of these that. models that they have the setup instructions for seem to have a giant gun that would <laughs> indicate a, a beam weapon. So. And none of them are supposed to be weapon specialists. Like they're... They're the specialists that we don't have yet versus we got the weapon ones earlier right. with everybody else. So I okay. think that's on my two pip. I like Maybe. that then. Maybe so. Yeah, I like cool. that. I don't know what I the do. dice will be, but it'll probably be better than Leia's one pip because, of course, probably. everything will be. Everything that the clones <laughs> get is better than Leia. Yep. Yep. Listen, yep. Yep. Listen, FFG, we get it. You, you love them. I understand that. Luke Eddie, I get it. But, you know. The, we, the rest of us have to play against them. So, <laughs> but clones are so cool. Everyone should play them. Just clone yeah. v clone everywhere. Nobody dies. I'm, I'm not saying the clones are a Mary Sue because I didn't watch them train anything. But I'm just saying. <laughs> so uh, we got some yeah, other we, leaks, though. Well, not really. We got some sure. other. I mean, I mean, any tip we'll we'll take at this show. Like our our bar for. PRV journalism isn't particularly high. Uh-huh. But was this was this the French again? Um, 
I, I believe this was a our... French leak. Yes, I believe yeah, this came from we, a we... French Asmodee order sheet. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we <laughs> tend to get a lot of uh, a lot of these tend to surface on the internet. Uh, but apparently, the next two unannounced releases are going to be Lando and Agent Callus for uh, the Rebels and Empire, respectively. How dare they so... release something for those factions? I know, right? Now Ryan squeed like a tiny girl because this is the one cosplay he loves. Uh, Callus. Yep, I I shaved my beard to do an Agent Callus beard once. It was awesome. I mean, um, the sideburns were a thing. Mostly because yep. he's pretty sure Callus becomes Crick's Maydeen eventually. Like there's and a I name change Maydeen. in there. Yep. He does. It's, yep. I mean, it's the my, weirdest deep cut. I'm to it. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So both these releases are, are really exciting. Um, which so, gives me, which I kind of hope, and I would love for them to be able to do this, if you could play both of them either as Rebel or Imperial. That would be kind of like, fun. That would be cool. Like Imperial Lando. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's why I'm going to say you probably can't. Lando disobeys like the rebels. He is not a nice guy, but he doesn't actively really do much other than than draw, you know, when and, his friends show up at the door, tells and the And turn Han over to Darth Vader. Against them. Yeah. yeah, he invites Han Solo to a dinner with Darth Vader. Like that. <laughs> that that's not like he, I stood by as Darth Vader walked in and took them. I actively engaged in subterfuge to bring my friends into it. I, I mean, brought my friend here to have him be killed by the Empire and then steal his no. girlfriend. <laughs> Judas, <laughs> Judas kissed Jesus in front of the Roman guards so that they would know it was him. Like, this is what's going on at the Last Supper. Yeah, but Lando, I don't know. Lando, Vader came to Cloud City looking for Han. And I think so Lando did, did it. And I think we're going to get this for both of these characters as, as flaw cards. Like, if, we're gonna, yeah. if that's going to be the new thing we see... We'll, we'll see that. And Callus, on the same token, yes, he does become a rebel commander. But in the Rebels show, we really don't see him do much. I was a little disappointed. They do the cool turncoat arc. I really like the character. Spoilers. And then he just gives, like, two expositions, and that's all we see of him. Yeah, he's just kind of there. Although, yeah, although so the don't... ending where Zeb takes him to see that his genocide wasn't really genocide is kind of nice. But also, like, wait, right. he still killed a lot of people. You yeah. know, it's one of those turns. Lo- so I'm listening to a podcast the other day, and they're talking about Star Wars, and there was a lot of complaining about Star Wars Rebels and about the Clone Wars in ways that I had not seen. Now, I was late to both the, the both the boats on that thing. Yeah. But And Clone Wars, or Rebels, is geared towards kids. Like, it is much more young mm-hmm. adult. Yeah. But it, it wasn't that much more young adult. Like, it's genocide for right. a long time, and that episode with Zeb, while nice, definitely feels like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're kind of a kid's show. We should probably show he didn't really commit genocide. If we're going to make him a good guy. Right. Yeah. Like it, was a little, it was a little apologetic, but it wasn't, you know, that bad. Yeah. I, I had a discussion with Tim about what Callus might do, and I think he might be a interesting short-range Imperial commander. That would be that would be really cool. Since he, he has this, again, stolen from the race he killed, gun stick melee thing that he uses <laughs> a lot. So it'd be kind of interesting to have a range two weapon and then also maybe charge or something. But do but do I need a range two commander and Aiden at the same time? Thinking more like um, Krennic, but with a melee option, maybe. Yeah. So help well, me, if, if someone puts binoculars on Callus, <laughs> I'm, I'm tossing you out of the store, sir. Look, I, you're out. Imperial Go players, you can call me what you want, but I understand how the game needs to be played, unlike Imperial players. So... <laughs> I still lose to him, and we just shit on everybody. You know. (laughs) Listen, guys, it's bad. You know it's bad. Stop it. Stop Stop it. Get some Um, help. Are are rebels going to get access to cunning through Lando? 
Maybe. I mean, if we're going to get a commander that has cunning, I, I think he's he's the pick. I think so. I mean, he's going to get uncanny luck. We know that's what he's going to do. He's got to have uncanny luck, yeah. I mean. If not, not, I feel I feel ripped off. <laughs> no, absolutely, you feel ripped off. And if there's not something about Sabak in the cards, I mean, in his command cards, I'm yeah. also disappointed in FFG. So, yeah, I think I think Lando will be will, – I mean, it would be really cool if he's about – um, that real gambler mentality, whether that's with mm-hmm. dice more than just uncanny luck, um, or other ways you could you could do that. Um, but that I, would ex- be that would be cool. I'm excited for the modelers. How often do you could do a Colt 45 that you put in a man's hand? <laughs> <laughs> ben, probably most our audience doesn't get that, but good job. No, they do. I, they 100 percent do. They most of them do. I mean, they're not but, all youthful. They're not all youthful. Uh, those my age never saw those advertisements. I never saw those advertisements. But I know I the reference. I just know about them from yeah, the right. internet. Yeah. All right. You're right. Yeah. It's enough of that, a that thing was, that people will get it. That was before my time. Yes. Or yeah. they, yeah. they model his gun to look like a Colt 45. Either way, the modeling options are a 45 in each hand. A drink in one, a Colt 45 gun in the other. It could still be done. Yeah. I'm a little... The only reason I'm a little apprehensive with Lando is I kind of see him maybe fitting in a slot in between Leia and Han, where less offensive than Han, but more offensive than Leia, and finding somewhere on that same axis with utility. Um, Battle but I Leia don't is need still scary. Another range to Rebel Commander. Well, that's what you're that getting. That's true. I definitely think that's what you're getting. I yeah. I def- I, so I will say, and it's been a while since I've played Rebels. I and know I know it's partially me as well. My commanders were always offensive. Leia's gun is actually really good. It is, yeah. Sharpshooter I mean, two, three black, Pierce one, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Padme has the it's same just gun. Getting and it's her there really is good. the problem. Yeah, I'll give you that. But you know, what with the nimble and the dodge token, and all but that jazzery. Does does she? Have yeah, quick but then thinking? you're not moving because you're taking dodge tokens. Yeah, that's, that's not how this works. I mean, it's because some people are tied to that command card. They love that, you know. Uh, so it'll shoot, it'll so. be it'll be interesting to to see where where they fall in. Yeah. Um, I I personally was really hoping for. I'm gonna say a vehicle commander, but what I mean is Harrison Dula. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're getting callous, I think that means we're headed in that direction. Yeah, I mean we've already I mean, got Sabine. Yeah, we've had Sabine so for a I while. Think, I think Rebels are definitely the Star Wars Rebels TV show are definitely on it, the table. I think I, mean, I think they just didn't want to do did another. I think yeah. they didn't want another box that was Commander Android Friend because if you do Hera, we you got to chop. chop. Yeah, you got to chop. Yeah, you absolutely have to. And I do wonder if they'll go the Clan Ren route with Spectre. It'll be Hera as your unit leader, and then you're required to bring in, you know, uh, Chopper and Zeb. No, I, I want her as a as a commander. No, that, it'd be it'd be her, and then the unit is Zeb is the generic two wound person, and then you bring, <laughs> you know. Uh, Kanan or Ezra or whoever else. Because yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll get will you. How do you how do we get it to where you can run the whole squad? Um, Commander well, Hera, Commander Kanan, Operative Sabine, Special Forces, Phoenix. Zeb of Special Forces. <laughs> yeah, but then you you have the Chewy problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's why I think Hera ends up being a Special Operations person. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I I want her. Then my vehicle commander, I guess, has to be Wedge. Which I would not yes. be opposed to either. He's already in the um, game. He gives you a free pivot. Right. I think I'll manage somehow not to take that upgrade card if I have to take a, a vehicle. Uh, no, so, no, no, no. Someone who can say, actually order vehicles. 
And so all this fan wank about the Rebel side, I know it's because of most of the television show, but we got the conversation with Tim about how he would love to have an Imperial player, that, or Imperial character, that doesn't defect from the Empire. And we were all like, but... Tim, it's because the Empire is the bad guys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim know. doesn't realize yeah, that. I don't know that don't Tim tell him knows anyone. that. He really doesn't realize that the Empire are the bad guys. Yeah, if, if you played Battlefront 2's story and went, why would they abandon it after they started burning <laughs> planets to death in retaliation? Yeah. Um, yeah I think that was yeah. the first thing out of his mind like when we were all booting up squadrons for the first time and playing through like the prologue. Uh, spoiler alert, in the prologue, someone defects. Um. (laughs) (laughs) and then your squadron mates are just like i can't believe people defect all the time and names off like eight people that were in games or stories yep and then she's like i'll murder all of them (laughs) and then tim's like yes i want to be with this person that's (laughs) yeah so just take the gif of are we the baddies and just imagine us saying that to tim all the time Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. tim's like no Uh no we're not the baddies hail hydra we are the baddies (laughs) (laughs) Uh, man that being said we were playing squadrons last night um ryan will tim and, and brett and having a lovely time mostly playing the imperial side yeah it's true tie bomber I mean, is broken in that game but yeah that's not oh, either man. here or there you can sign up for our star wars squadrons podcast later no we're not going to do that podcast that means we got to invite brett no yeah that's not happening um yeah will likes to fly big ships that just heal you all the time for the points i am mother duck Quack. I like to be bad. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's really handy to be able to survive on the battlefield because Will saves you. So Indeed. It's true. Yeah, team play so, surprisingly s- does well. Speaking of the battlefield. The battlefield. Ooh. Look at that segue on mm. topic. Let's talk about let's talk about tables before the show gets too too long. I thought we were done talking about Legion. Damn it. Um so uh going back to, to Will's game with Scott, and I guess my game with, with Keith on a table that we'll put together. Yes. Um, I wanna I wanna brag on Scott here for a minute. One of the coolest things about going to a convention is you get to play on these neat tables that you've never seen oh. before, and you have like two minutes to evaluate and before you actually have to start using them. Mm-hmm. When Will Scott it- shows up to local game night, you never know what's coming out of the trunk of his car. Yeah, that's true. All that's very true. It's all you Like we know – I know the five tables that I can put together of what Sci-Fi City has underneath in their in their little terrain area. I know the table that I can put together. I know the table that, that Ben can can put together. All the stuff that uh, Dan Wolf Game has has uh, has generously donated to us. Scott Scott's that wild card, and I have no idea what he's going to pull out. The Droid Factory, the Droid Factory surprised me. Yeah, it was super interesting. And then, thankfully, when he busted out those huge conveyor belts, he didn't suggest that they were heavy cover because that would have been mm-hmm. a problem. Sure, having them as light cover was pretty interesting. Right. So let's talk about have how we evaluated tables in the era of ARC troopers and <clears throat> token sharing and mandos and jetpacks and infiltrate and secret mission. Has that changed how we've thought about tables or how we've built tables or how we should be building tables? Definitely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So back in the days of Long March, no one played Long mm-hmm. March. When it was the only one on the short sides, well, I played Long March. because When, I, you, you, know, when you dropped one card out of your deck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that was the one card. Like, yeah, I'm not putting that in my deck. It's not worth it. So you were we someone built, who dropped Long March or you were someone who dropped Disarray? Yeah, yeah yep. I dropped Disarray. one of the two people you were. <laughs> <laughs> Disarray uh, all but day. But it was one of those, you didn't build maps to be fought on the short edges. 
Like right. you assumed you were going from the long because that's so all you'd have these terrain pieces that were super interesting, giant castles on the short edges mm-hmm. that made it look nice, but no one was ever going to play because you didn't deploy over there. Right. Well, now with advanced positions, now with rollout, danger now close. with danger close, mm-hmm. you're going to deploy from those edges. And so trying to find that perfect balance is probably not going to happen. I remember yeah, our, first it's, few it's tournaments, our first few tournaments, we'd go to every table and just kind of like, with, not with measurement tools, but just kind of like by hand be like, so this deployment's here, this deployment's here, this deployment's mm-hmm. here, and look at where stuff was. But now it's like doing that for all eight or nine cards would be kind of intense so it, a little bit yeah, yeah and they're bit. so they're so different now that's you were talking about that rule of bottom right corner for blue player and that's broken by a few mm-hmm. of them now mm-hmm. absolutely um hemmed in it, you I don't get the this, corner I, that's true hemmed in and disarray are the ones you don't get um and hemmed yeah. in makes all sorts of interesting decisions yeah so i, I think and, i think balancing tables has become much more of a of a task at this point. And I'm I'm curious when when I was thinking about it, does that actually mean that balancing tables is as a as a TO, as a as someone who gets to your game night early or whatever else, for whatever reason you're setting up a table, does making sure your table is perfectly fine-tuned matter less now that there's so many options that you can't make a, a perfect algorithm to to make sure it's good for every possible outcome? Well, I think it opens up different ways to make tables, but also you can kind of hand wash and be like, well, there's no way to make it perfect. Kind of what you're saying. Right. Um, but you also need to the, still try. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. Sure, I feel, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, it'll be just throw stuff on there right. and it'll be, I, yeah, that I fear. And then a random wall piece means that one player won't win the game. that wall piece wasn't random i placed it there on purpose it was part of a balanced map you just didn't like his placement r2 was by himself yeah no (laughs) left your droid unsupervised it needed an adult (laughs) so for 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 both balance on the terms of of points and erratas and rules and on tables uh ffg obviously gives us guidelines on both and if we go to the tournament document, uh, FFG gives us a terrain guideline, uh, which I think we can all agree is uh, is garbage, right? It's it's yeah. like if you well, look at the, I think the, trash. The, yeah, I think what it says is okay. What it says to do, but the picture, uh, but is... the picture that they display is a table I would never, ever, ever want never to play, play on. Nope. I would have a complaint, something fierce, if that's the table I, I played on. Like Now, it's not as bad as the first Gen Con tables we saw. Oh, God, those are terrible, yeah. It's not quite that bad, but it's not far off. And part of it is, is so when you take a look at the actual guidelines, the guidelines itself, put your hand over the picture. Guidelines itself are actually pretty good. Three to five medium-sized yeah. line-of-sight blocking terrain pieces, height one or lower. Yeah. Love it. Right, one to three large line of sight blocking height two or higher. Love that idea. Two to four pieces of area terrain, woods, craters, rubble, tall grass. I like that. Zero to two. All right, FFG. Zero. Come on. Put a, put a, put uh, a one there. Put a one. D- there. Yeah, she would. She'd be one. Difficult area terrain. This people who build maps, you see it online. They do not like to build difficult area. And I don't know why. Like, it is built into the game mechanics. There's a reason why Wookiees get to move faster, why scale is so bloody good. 
mm-hmm. is for those difficult area and hopping barriers. And if you don't put difficult terrain on a table, then you don't you're ignoring that part of it. I mean, no right. one plays environmental gear because no one's doing anything with no difficult terrain. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, when you start doing that, people start bringing it, and then eight to twelve pieces of scattered terrain. Will's entire job at that tournament at, at, at Dicehead was just to go around <laughs> with a box of stuff and just whoosh, just yep. scatter the terrain. I like have salts. a box I mean, of scatter crates that just become light cover. Yeah, because the and, I think something we saw a lot early was a, a an affliction of heavy cover for everything. Where you just mm-hmm. it's all heavy cover. Let's start and. Light cover is really, I think, important to the game because yeah, heavy is. cover yeah. just means nothing happens without sharpshooter, which means rebels do okay and then clones do okay because 14 hits don't care about two getting canceled. And droids are dead. Yeah, droids are <laughs> sad. And that's the end. I mean, and that is that is the end. That's all. It's, I mean, the ideas work, and they do, they do tell you above that. It needs to be a mix of light and heavy. And too many tables, mm-hmm. I still think, are bringing too much heavy terrain. Well, and, like, oh, look, it's made and a lot of the time of... it's, you know, it is players interpreting it that way, but some right. stuff looks like heavy cover where yeah. my, my well, box and stuff even if doesn't. You, even if you look at this image, and I know this is like 0% helpful for our, our audio listeners, but, and this is, this is my big complaint, there are very few places where you can actually tuck a unit away on a, on a, behind a piece of terrain and completely conceal it. It's from, just those buildings. From multiple angles, like from anything that's a speed one away. Like you can hook things around and move stuff. Um, and I a place for back, your sniper side? Your snipers <laughs> or just your, your short range units or whatever you're trying to protect or keep safe. Like this seems like a gun line would do very, very well on this list. Oh, and, absolutely and a list. would be. Yeah, and a list that wants to do some more sneaking and hiding and, and running around like Sabs stand zero chance. And this um, list is real. This this map they show us is really unbalanced. Yeah, yes. Like there's a ton more large heavy on what would be our left side of this image mm-hmm. than on the right. Well, except that it's all all of it is also within range one of basically the edges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. None of it. There's one piece so. in the middle that's like kind of line of sight blocking. It's and then yeah, the, it's it's. It's pretty the terrible. And then the barricades but, are at rain like four inches off the board edge on the short sides, and it's like, what is happening? It's and again, <laughs> I get it back in the days when we were playing short edges, you would have these really cool, really big and bulky pieces that kind of you know lock down corners nobody was playing in. But right. that's not true anymore. Um in fact, in the last Invader League, I kinda I love the map um of the Ewok territory. Um yep. I did, except on one side was a ton of terrain that in our deployment, because I played Long March because I'm that guy, um, it was a pain in the behind because it, it wasn't built for Long March. <laughs> was it that it really giant wasn't. hill? It was built to fight across it. Was it that giant hill piece on Endor that you had to yes. go up? As, like yes. there were ladders on it, but they're on the other side? Yes. Yeah. So you had the giant ramp on the far left or you had the giant ramp on the far right, or I guess across from you. Um, but there was no real place to be in the middle. Other than to be on the ground in the in the wide open, so let's talk about what we can actually do about this. Um, I think I think one thing that people need to do more of is we need, and I'm glad FFG kind of calls it out here. Although I I think we have a disagreement on what I would call area terrain. I don't think I would call crates area terrain. We need more area terrain. Yes, just yeah. a, a a silhouette that is on the on the floor of the table that says anything inside this area grants benefit X at cost of Y 
or maybe maybe the movement restriction is done and it's just a bunch of crates that are light cover even if the crates don't obstruct the models per se it is area. the reason i don't think this is super popular is that's really hard to 3d print and everybody wants cool star wars 3d printed stuff instead of having to take some some cardboard and flock it and put movable trees and tall grass and stuff on it like printing a speeder or a building or a bunch of crates is just cooler it's easier and and we've joked about the aquarium terrain you just go to an Mm -hmm. aquarium store and just buy stuff because that's really what a lot of this looks like Uh uh-huh and it can be difficult to sit a model in or you end up having to tear some trees out or I completely get that. And I will say TTS has spoiled us on this. Yeah. Yes. Because you have. can have Absolutely. beautiful area terrain that has a marking that tells you exactly what it is, light cover, the cost of this mm-hmm. piece. Um, but I think that is why it is so good to try to do in real life. I mean, I know you all make fun of my farm table and y'all can suck it. I like your farm um, table <laughs> when I set we, it up. We, we, uh, we, but we do, we, we actually, we have a lot of difficult terrain there. We have line of sight blockers. In fact, remember the match that Will's complaining about was played on my farm table because of the line of sight blocking wall. Yeah. Um, we've got the tables. You, you have difficult terrain and area terrain and light. I mean, you've got the light cover and the heavies and yeah. The, but the other thing that that thing, that table has that I actually really like is because we have some of those low walls and stuff, we actually have quite a bit of stuff to skirt and hide behind and, and move right. units around. And that's something, and I guess we'll kind of, I want to pivot the discussion here for a minute. That is something I want to see more of. Because if we look at the state of the metagame and what's good and what's not working and, and what's being taken too much and what units aren't seen play at all, FFG has a huge hand in that. And obviously in setting point costs, in setting, you know, restrictions, but they don't have all of the say in it. We as a community, you as, as as a local community leader, if you're the one setting up tables, and I would not do this advantage just for you. And in fact, on uh, when I go on Wednesday nights, I don't like to play tables that I built Yeah, for this very reason. But we can say, you know, if, if Royal Guards aren't seeing much play because they're just getting shot, if Wookiees aren't seeing any play because they have no safe approaches, if speeders aren't getting concealed enough or having enough terrain that they can hop over to use that speeder keyword to its full environment, its full capacity. Let's start including this in some of our tables. Let's, let's tip the balance a bit, how we want to see it for our local communities by, by using tables. You know, I think back to, I've talked about it a bit on the show and with some of the other people in the community, I'm a, I'm a huge Starcraft fan and the original Starcraft brood war hasn't been patched or had any um, balance changes in like 15 years. And the way they keep the game fresh and moving, because that game is still going and still has a pro scene and balanced, is they do it all through the map rotation. And that to me is is something in a in a day and age where we don't think about that type of thing when we think about balance. We just think about point costs and stats in a vacuum. We can we can balance the game where we want it just on the tables we play on. Right. Firing lines aren't a good thing to have super often. Like we when we weren't going out to our Wednesday night games, we did see a lot that we, we kind of cringed at because it just looked like these barren open fields where clones and empires <laughs> could just just a firing were, range. Were, and Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and I and I think I even posted like who built this table? Why would you do that? <laughs> there was and there's we definitely always joked, it was a player who was playing the Imperial or the clones. Yeah. Because yep. they didn't need any of those pieces. Brandon. 
Um, and I, Listen, I think I even on one, he salt I, uh, tests his dice in our tears. The, the reason, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I even sent up. There was a picture posted of a game, and I like quickly on my phone like downloaded it and did some John Madden lines. Like this shouldn't be like that. This shouldn't be that way. This shouldn't be that way. And just sent it back. Like here's why you lost. Because these open <laughs> fields of nothingness where there's just a barricade with a range four of emptiness in front of it. It's yeah. just, uh. and, and so here's how we know the community can definitely sway this. Was it Poland that had that list where the top one was nothing but fleet troopers yeah. and Han? So yeah. One? Yep. I bet those which tables were yeah, double, double fleet and Han uh, won a, a Polish tournament, which is, which is pretty cool. And then there was a CIS list that had a bunch of... B2s. Like, B2s and some other short range stuff in it. And I was like, they're just playing a different game than we are. And that is cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I would have loved to have seen pictures of tables. So if anyone has a line uh, to the people who p- organized or played in that tournament and can send us some photos of what their tables look like, I would love to see them to see what kind of environment that the internet is saying you've got to play you know, the clone ball and the range bazillion and this way and this way and this way and shores and mortars and and whatever else to see where this type of list can succeed. Right. Um, Cause I do, I mean, not to take away anything from those players, I'm sure the players who did well definitely deserved it. Um, but I would think that for two, the two lists that I saw to show up in the top echelons of that list to both be such short range focus, they had to have some tables to, to help, help get them there. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to see the community what their response is instead of just always saying, "Well, all oh, shucks, guys, let's wait for for the the points are at." And I am guilty of this. I'm a hundred percent guilty of this. Let's get out there and build some tables and say, you know what? What would make an eWeb or an FD laser really good here? Like, right. how can we put put bake spots in to our tables? Um, to to make these succeed, but also give some low low walls for fleet troopers to hide behind and snows uh, to make their their flamer approach. Um, see the stuff we're not seeing, and I for me right now I would love to see more walls, more avenues where you can make safer approaches from the the main course of the board. That if your enemy wants to stop you from doing it, they have to divert some resources over there. Whenever I'm talking about about game design or balance. I want to see counterplay. Um, and the more opportunities we have for that, the the better. Uh, so how, when we're dreaming up our boards and setting them up, what are some ways that, that we can kind of do that? Um, I think a trap that kind of, you're saying calling for a lot more walls, but I think it's an issue when it's like a big wall that kind of goes for a really long ways across like the middle of a map. So that way no engagements really happen. I've seen a sure. few tables. Like I'm asking that. for more walls. I don't know that it would be a lot more walls, but yeah, but some stuff. Yes. But I, I think something that, and granted, I just shouted about it, but just like a piece of a wall, just stuff yeah. to like give line of sight blocking and hide like a squad behind things like that. I think that's a lot more mm-hmm. interesting than here's this giant snake like thing. That's going to block everything between the two right. halves here. Because that just kind of turns into, well, I'll just deploy everything on this side and hope my opponent does that too. And issues can happen so, there. Because I really always enjoyed the Bespin Gardens map. Right. Mm-hmm. For for the wall set up there. Now, yeah. I did feel some of it was still had a lot of shooting lanes. And there's other things you can do with that. Right. But it had, uh, it had little that you segments use, of walls leading right. off of buildings. Like, like the walls on Ben's farm map that just kind of like go off of a building of a little while and then tail off are fine. Well, that's what I really liked about about Dan's Bespin Garden map is we had shooting lanes 
instead of now I feel like we have running lanes. Like everything is open to shoot at and there's just a few places where you can duck and hide and it's a very predictable path. And I'd like to see those two extremes kind of come to a middle where we do have a couple shooting lanes, but we also have some places where you have some freedom of movement where you can be kind of behind something and a little safe unless your opponent comes around the corner into that lane. Right. Um, which players are wanting to throw everything in one lane at these points. At least players that I'm playing like Will. Sure. <laughs> Ace clone balls. Um <laughs> Because so I've seen some really nice maps where people are doing some very thematic pieces, like you're boarding a Star Destroyer. Um, mm-hmm. And so the only problem with that is things like tanks and ATSTs can't play because yeah. it's a hallway. Right. I mean, and so fleet troopers get really good when they can hide around a corner and for a standby. Like the fleet trooper unit itself is fine if your opponent right. has to walk into your standby. But otherwise mm-hmm. it's not. Like the right. actual you know keyword isn't very good. But it's great to do the thing they thought it was going to do. And yeah. I think part of that is actually based on Imperial Assault, because that's kind of what that card does there. Yeah, right. And it just, in our in our deployments, and our setups, the terrain tables we're seeing, and the objectives we see played, I mean, Fleet Troopers, their entire job would be to go grab a box and sit and stand by and pray that anything that came at them, they could shoot mm-hmm. first and stand by. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but that's a very limited, narrow range for a Fleet Trooper unit in this day and age for the point cost. So and that's why people aren't playing them. Yeah. I think if we look at this terrain guideline, the first bullet point is the terrain should cover 25% to 35% of the table. I would actually bump that number up. Get those numbers provided, up. Those are rookie numbers. Provided rookie we're numbers. using area terrain rules. Sure. And, so, and you like if 35% of your your table is covered up by 3D printed buildings, we're going to have a problem. Um, and see, but, FFG says in the picture below that that's approximately mm-hmm. 30. I, if I were to Photoshop everything over, I don't think you get to 30. Like if I take all these little images and like moved all the little pieces over, I don't think what they call that to be 30, I don't really think is, even with the area yeah. pieces. I think that one's 25. Yeah, at maybe. the best, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely have been building tables more dense lately because I do feel... right. You know, like that table that you played on against Keith, like I was kind of worried that that was too much, but I've been telling myself like that's where I want tables to be now. No, it was it was a little too much LOS blocking. Um, sure. And and soup cans. I would have loved to have seen some more area terrain stuff because we really only had the one and it wasn't a deployment zone. Well, and it's But it created for a, a cool, unique, dynamic game where we both got to use the terrain to make interesting decisions on. And that was that was really nice. And me and Keith both had a lot of fun with that game. Well, and I was also limited um, by selection. I didn't want to put the, the sci-fi area terrain we like to use are these big MDF cutouts covered in leaves. And I didn't want to put those on Lava right. World. Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And and I yes, thematics are always a hard part to make that table mm-hmm. balance. And yeah, I, but I can also see the call for more climbing terrain. Again, yep. it's a rule we don't use a lot unless you've got scale, um, mostly because it's it's wasting that action. Part of it's the way the rules for climbing are set up in this game. Um, but there's not a lot of places where climbing gives you a lot of benefit other than a sniper or a scale if, unit. Right. Yeah. If we start to see more more access to scale, um, and now that ascension cables are a thing, I can right. I can see it, it getting a little easier. Um, and there's a lot more jump as well. And, yep. And this is that balance that I think we've been talking about the last two or three episodes. There is definitely a thematic balance. It needs to feel thematic. But if we're just fighting in a desert where there is no terrain, then I'll just accept my death at the hands of Vader and move on. 
Like I've seen right. Dead Men. Um, but it, so it has to have that balance of thematic and playability. And so keeping that consistent is difficult. It is. It really it is. is. So we've talked about adding some some more stuff to, to fully conceal trooper units behind. We've talked about adding more area terrain. Um, how do we actually get that in a logical way onto our table? Like when now that now that we know what pieces we have to put on it and what pieces we have to take away, um, well, how are we actually going to start arranging our things? I think everything needs to be modular because sometimes sure. I think some table builders get stuck with the, well, this is the piece that goes here. Mm. And mm-hmm. so that can cause you to build the table the same way every time. And so either people get used to it or, you know, you start playing better on it because you know how the table's built. And I think the modular piece, like, so that farm has changed lots of times. That, right. that farm has changed over pretty pretty consistently, pretty often, pretty differently. In part because we've gotten more terrain that also matches it. Like we've got lots of more boxes of things to play with it. Um, so that, is, that has changed shape a lot, which I do like. And I, sometimes I like handing that table to other people so they go build a thing. Right. Um, so it needs to be modular enough that you don't have. So one of our tables has this really great like running raised wall stairwell thing, which I like. But if you're not careful, you end up building these raised wall stairwells all the way across the map. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that someone complained about one of the tables I built because of that. Um, and it's because someone had moved something that then suddenly made a giant wall across the center of the map. Like a tank couldn't get over it. Right. Right. Or even so see over it. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to create the, well, we'll play on this half of the map unless you do it psychologically against Will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think making it modular. And do we go to the actual tournament rules for setting up terrain? No, which is we don't have enough time as it is. I know, I, and I, I, I knew, would. Actually, I knew that was going to be your answer, but I mean, that's. An I would actually love to sit down with with a player and actually do that though, and see what we came up with and see how it played. Right, because I've not actually done it, um, but we just don't have the time. I get why those rules are there. Yeah. Um, it it would take you forever. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Even if you and especially quickly. depending on the the. S- thinkiness of the player um you're looking at a four-hour game yeah yeah um i think something that could be helpful is maybe more more guidance from ffg because as much as we talk about it i think from them is the most public way to get that info out there whether that's updating this Mm -hmm. pdf or having a community member on doing an article is one page yeah in their tournament regs not even their their learn to play not their rules reference guide but the file that you're only going to open up if you're planning on running a tournament. And it is one page for both skirmish and, uh, and typical play. Yeah. It, and it's, it's tough because this is kind of untreaded ground for FFG. I think this is their first game where they're like, it's not just here's the tokens you were given to use as X wing asteroids or Mm -hmm. making the map an Imperial assault. So it's that game. No one played just had cardboard cutouts. that you just threw on the table. Right. And I actually really liked that. Um, I kind of did too. <laughs> I liked it, but I also didn't like that there wasn't 3D terrain. But I liked that the rules were yeah. simple with the, oh, this is this because the card says so. Yeah, this right. is a big giant rock fortress. If you're in this rock fortress, you get this defense. It's harder for you to shoot out, do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all flat. Yeah. So, the but to, for me to get stuff actually on the table with all these deployments that we talked about and, and the, the kind of less is more approach, I would... Uh, I would tell you, dear dear table builder, to take your take your six by three mat and bisect it um, from cross corners. 
Um, so you're, you're cutting the, the table diagonally. And I would make sure that obviously you don't want the table, the two halves to mirror each other because that would be boring. But to at least make sure, and I think this will do a pretty good job of balancing for the long edge and the short edge deployments, that the same number of types of terrain. So if two line of sight blockers are on each side and don't go three in one, or make sure, you know, if you have an even number of, of a t particular type of terrain, they are, they are pretty split between those axes. Axie? Those axi, we'll go with that one, um, to make sure that you'll get an e uh, the generally the most even table based on whatever deployment you happen your players happen to to draw. I think we need to pull back these tables from the these these big buildings from the edges of the table. Yes, pull I, them more I think central. Yes, and it doesn't have to be like you block the central point because there's a lot of photos where I have this cool building in the center because that's the intercept or the key position. This or giant yeah, but then the can. box goes on the roof of it and it's a problem. It's a problem. Box no, goes no on one the can stand can. on that rounded roof because darn yeah. you, FFG, everything's got a rounded or FFG Star Wars, everything's got a round yeah. roof on it. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's, you don't want to have the the center wide open as well because everyone just shoots into the death pit that becomes the middle. Now, but I will say, I while I do agree with you. I do like having some terrain and even big terrain on the edges that you just have to go around. So in, there's not always a safe path around the outside of the board like right. a NASCAR track. Sure. I do like some stuff there to, to block and create hallways. But I do think a lot of the big stuff does get pushed from side mm -hmm. to side or to the, to the edges. Yes, which means it's mostly going to be unusable in the actual game. It's going to be unimportant right. because that's not where you fight on the edges. For all sorts of reasons, because you know panic. Um, it's like you don't put you don't put a lot of boxes on those edges. You tend not to play on the edges. And don't be afraid to have terrain go into deployment zones either. Oh, absolutely, yeah, make, yeah. Have, now that I actually do like because mm -hmm. it does make you reevaluate your deployment zone choices. Yeah. Oh, I could put this thing here, but do I have enough space for my tank? Right. And my other units inside this deployment of hemmed in? Maybe not. And now, and now that deployment zones are so goofy. Like the the big problem is putting stuff that you can't put models in or on in deployment zones, um, but now that deployment zones are literally everywhere. If you took the silhouette of every deployment zone uh, and laid them on top of each other, I don't know how much table is actually left. Right. Right. No, absolutely. So, and, and you know, they're always like, "We'll put this cool big t piece, like a tower, in the deployment zone." Mm -hmm. Well, now a sniper's going to sit there, and I'm not against yep. snipers sitting in towers, but I do think you probably should have to put them there. Which you know, since I've got the scale, I'm fine with making my BX. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're fine with yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got jump too, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm I mean, fine as long as as long as maybe the the other, at least the other tables at your event that you're running all don't have that, and I would try to put. Um, towers kind of mirroring each other at that point so that yeah. both players get one if they want one. Um, yeah. That being said, if you're playing in a place that doesn't have a store full of terrain, feel free to make it. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I know we kind of, you don't have to pre-buy it. You don't have to 3D print it. You can go take household items, cut it up, dip it in some paint. Like, it is always better than nothing. Um, yeah. It really is. Uh, you can go Unless buy a phone. Unless it's the Rune Wars cardboard cutouts because those yeah, are boss. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, um, but you can go to Home Depot if you really want. Buy foam insulation. You don't have to have a foam cutter. You can get one from a hobby store if you really want to. But you can cut it with a knife, dibble a little bit of paint on that bad boy, and it'll work fine. You can carve that up to do the thing you want it to do. And it's relatively cheap for that. You can um, even make yeah. terrain out of the expandable foam or you just kind of squirt it 
into little yeah. bits and make like lumpy Boop, rocks and stuff out of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you have sandpaper and you're good to go. Yep. I mean, and I know that and it's, it's easy to do. Half my farm map, I think, is candy containers um, mm-hmm. and pinwheels I bought for 20 cents a piece at Walmart. It is. <laughs> and now they're winning. I love say. Halloween season like because you can get the you know the, the skeletons of things, which look great on yep. a desert map. That desert chicken at Target, I'm probably actually going to go buy right after this podcast because I need to go to Target anyway. <laughs> um, because it actually looks about, it looks really good. Like I would be terrified to see this desert chicken running around trying to eat my, my people in Star Wars. And I love, I really do love the tables that aren't just 3D printed, that have some hobby aspects. Because when I get 3D printed stuff, I know exactly how I'm going to play with it. I'm going to hide behind the corners. I'm going to tuck behind the land speeder. And when you get this weird stuff, this flock stuff, this shaved and painted and and foam, like you never know what you're going to really be able to do with it. Um, and that that makes fun, interesting d- decisions. That's uh, that I really like out of out of a table. I I'm working on a Smurf table when I'm not trying to get my graduate degree, and so there, there's oh, no. things that I've done with well, things that I have You've done seen the with Smurf just village, floral right? stuff. It's not it's not a great table now. It's not a great table now. Um, but I've bought some cheap hobby like birdhouse kind of things. I've got just cheap floral pieces. Again, I bought it at Walmart for almost nothing. That you can make line of sight blocking pieces or light terrain wood pieces just by cutting it up with a knife or with a pair right. of scissors and gl- and hot gluing it together. Because that's all I'm doing is hot glue. Um, it's like and so you can do things for the very very cheap to make that table look interesting. And remember, and we joked about this for Star Wars in general, all planets are one type. There's a desert yeah. planet, there's a water planet, but you know. Yep. They planets, only have one biome. Yeah, yeah just you like can Earth. Have a, yeah, you can have a thousand different biomes. You can make this as interesting as you want it to be. It can be dusty or muddy or foresty or, you know, watery or those kind of things. Yep. Um, so I, I guess, uh, is, that a, is that a show? Have we ranted enough about, about the trains? leaks and tables and... Yeah, me beating so. Keith and yeah. Will being an awful human. <laughs> it is known. Will is not an awful human. His faction is awful. It's full of awful humans. I mean, so, yes. Uh, well, I mean, well, no, it's, it's that the faction itself it's, is bad. Uh, Brett is a lovely human being, except he's playing clones and then he can die in a fire. Right. Well, we said the same thing when we played Rebels, but. Uh. No, this is also true. I mean, no, I guess it's just true. Brett is not actually a good human being. Yeah, we're right. Um, Ch- yeah. Chattanooga trash can. You're right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Spending your your work time, your paint time, your drive time, whatever it is that you happen to listen to us. Um, and until next time, I'm Ryan Slawski, reminding you that now that I think about it, I want more rivers on maps too. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of what I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind oh, okay. you about it. put more rivers. Yeah, on rivers. We've, done, we've done nice river maps. You're right. You're right. Bravo, Ryan. Yeah. I'm Will Heim, reminding you to reread Thrawn's article about playing Obi-Wan like I'm going to later. And I'm Ben Fowler, reminding you, which is clones Linda Est in Chinese. What did you just call my mother? Because Star Wars listens to the Chinese market. So come on, China, join me on this. Clones Linda Est. Okay. Good night, everybody. Cool, cool Ben. Thanks. Uh, Good night. Just really, really petered, petered that one out. Actually, Proud I did you. you all did by not reacting to a thing. That's how that all dies. Bravo, guys. Way to ruin a show. <laughs> Nobody oh, this show to mine. was ruined I, long before I made a nice cutting remark about how Star Wars does listen to his Chinese audience and that's why you know certain characters could only do certain things gay characters you know <laughs> yeah we didn't want to be too woke though. you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> I'm just going to learn how to say clones Linda S in all the languages I can possibly find look to Google Translate bye everyone <laughs>
<laughs> I've needed to take a shit for 20 minutes and y'all wouldn't <laughs> shut the hell up about terrain. You, you already did damn. that. You did that before the show started. Yeah, I've got more. I'm full of shit. I play clones. <laughs> I please, I do hope you're recording that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, now, now I'm stopping. <laughs>